We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 155. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Arctic air coming. Ooh. We have to have little ghosts and goblins like, ooh. I'll, I'll put it was a, so pretty this morning. It, it was very pretty. And then it all changed this afternoon. I took my daughter to the bus stop, which, you know. Is right here where we live, and all the kids were commenting on how nice outside it was and how warm it was today. And you're like, hold on. Well, and I bet Sorry. none of them had a coat. And you're like, I hope you brought your coat. Light jacket, if that, and they were in shorts. Of course, kids wear shorts every day now. Well, they don't. I mean, they oh, don't I know. Like, you know. But uh, since then, the temperatures dropped a good 12 or more degrees, so... Oh, yeah. Do people not pack away their different season clothes anymore? Like when I was little, my mom packed away my summer stuff and it was nowhere to be found during the winter. I couldn't wear shorts if I wanted if to. If I wanted to wear shorts, no. even if it was 70 degrees in February, I had to fight for the right to oh, wear shorts. Oh, I wouldn't have been allowed If it to. was in February, even if it was 70 degrees. No, it wouldn't have been allowed. it was unheard of. But to... like I said, mine would have been packed away, so I wouldn't have been oh, able to get wow. to them if I wanted to. Strict. Like, that was a fun thing about when it started warming up and mom would pull out the boxes from wherever she had them hidden with our clothes. And we got to <laughs> see what summer clothes we'd forgotten about and missed. And, yeah. I don't remember back. I'll have to ask my mother. I mean, she's going to listen to this, so she will text me definitely. Uh, well, and even, like, little things. Like, I loved my white dress shoes or you know i would get new dress shoes you'd get white for summer and black for winter and you weren't allowed to wear the white ones after labor day but you couldn't wear the new black ones until christmas so you had to wear your old black ones and i remember many fights wow in my house on sunday mornings about wanting to wear certain shoes and now kids just get to do whatever they want (laughs) anything goes wow and the weather changes daily around here, so, I mean, you kind of have to leave well, things out. yeah. You can't pack it, their clothes away. It's a lot different than it was when we were <clears> kids, <throat> too. I mean, we actually had snow on the ground when we yeah, were kids. Yeah, we had, like, a definitive winter and summer months. Right. You know, it's and kind I of think, all mixed together now. I wish people would pay attention to more than just the right now when it comes to weather. You know, like like you were saying, these kids on the bus stop, they're like, oh, well, it's going to be warm today, so it's nice and warm. We'll just, you know, have some shorts and short sleeves and don't even take a coat, not even thinking that it's going to get colder later. Well, people on their weather apps, you know, they, they look and show what the degree it is shows right the now. high for today is going to be 55 degrees, you know. Well, sometimes that's 
occurs in the morning, right? Right. Hi, we reach at 8 a.m. And some of the TV <laughs> meteorologists, they've been smart, and next to the 55, they put a big down arrow. Yeah. Because that means, hey, hmm, something's not right. There's a down arrow next to that 55, and it's usually blue, so that means it's going to get colder throughout the day, right? Yeah. Oh, we've got an FP a, a forecast pick. I should I should have done that. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, it's way down on the line. You're gonna have to show me again how to get the forecast picks easy because oh. I can't make it work. Because I can call up the photos, but I don't have any option to select make profile pick. You know, I, it's just so. Thanks. It's Facebook. easier. It's easier on the phone app to do that sometimes. Oh really? Okay, maybe yeah. I should do it or, on the phone. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I checked anyway. uh, Springfield. I loaded the Springfield uh, page, National Weather Service page, about a half an hour ago, and Springfield was coming in at 36. 36. Which That's I... Pretty, I wonder what they uh, what their high was for today. Uh, I checked. Uh, at one point, it said 55 up there, but I don't know what time that was. I wonder was. what they actually made it up to, though. Was Ooh. that it? Was actually fifty five today? Well, I mean, th- when I checked it, it was. Let me let me see. That there, was there's what the a way to do that. Was when he checked. Um, well, we're down at our official Stormdar. At our I call it the official Stormdar weather station. Yes. Thirty nine degrees. Right now. Right now. Oh, geez. Thirty four at the Springfield Airport. Um, let me see. I'm going. They they came in at fifty six. At 2 o'clock. They got warmer than we did. Yeah. We knew it, when the cold front came through here. The wind came up, and you could just tell it was getting cold. And it started inside. misting, kind of a heavy drizzle. Just the sidewalks got wet. Well, and, and that's the thing. There's not that much uh, precipitation with this. I mean, it squeezed no. out some. It could. We eh. got we got three hundredths of an inch. Oh, that's one one hundredth more than I saw earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much. And that brings our monthly total up to three hundredths of an inch. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We should make a post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for February. We maxed out today at 50.4. We're down to 39, which is 13.2 degrees colder than this time yesterday. Yeah, so. but, but how about three hours ago? I mean, three, three hours we, ago. I don't have the graph up. Yeah, well, we can look but, at uh, that later. But Yeah. Um, Anyway, I okay, I have to rail a little bit. Um, okay, I made a post, and we had talked about it the other day. I made a post three days ago that said, you know, all everybody's saying, big Arctic plunge coming down, it's going to get nasty, it's going to be, you know, 56,000 degrees below zero, blah, 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 you know, protect your pets, blah, 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 and it's going to be Saturday and come in on Sunday. And I said, wait a minute, the GFS is notorious for advertising these cold punches, and then all of a sudden, a few days later, like, eh, well, you know, maybe not. We're, we're, we think it's different. And that's what's happening. So originally, they were thinking, okay, well, Saturday, that cold air's coming in. Everybody was really pumping it up, and I was, like, kind of hanging out. I wasn't getting real excited about it. Well, now Saturday's high is, what, 50? Okay. Then they said, okay, well, Sunday, high's going to be 26 on Sunday. It's going to be, no, now the high's going to be 47 on Sunday. And they said, oh, well, it's coming in on Monday. Well, now Were the high. we supposed to get a big snowstorm at some point, too? Well, one of the models was saying, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was like a, you know, no, that, it's not going to do that. But then, but then they were saying Monday, oh, okay, we're going to get that Arctic air. Well, now Monday's high is 48 or something. <laughs> I mean, I wish people wouldn't push it hard 
Yes, well, there is. You know, this thing has been, it seems like people have been advertising this this polar plunge now for a long time. I mean, it's not even, I mean, we've known about it for how long now? Because it's been hyped and hyped oh, yeah. and hyped. Weeks, yes. Seems like we've been talking about it for two weeks now, it seems like. I know we haven't, but that's what it seems like. I I I know it it's I I get it that I, okay and here's the thing too it's not going to be it's going to be colder than average yes you know we're not going to have below zero temperatures we're not going to have highs in the teens which we have had before yeah it's going to get cold we're in winter we're in February Tuesday night low of fifteen that's about as cold as it's going to get looks like high of twenty seven on on the following Wednesday. On Wednesday, okay. So now, now they've pushed it to Wednesday. Yeah, Sunday high forty six, Monday high forty two. Then it's coming in. Okay, so yeah. So let's back up. Now I did look at the models again, and the GFS is wanting to kind of bring that down, but it kind of pivots. You know, it's not the the trough that everybody had been advertising that just big mm, plunge right down the middle. That kind of went away. That's not going to happen. So that that kind of made me go, don't do that. Don't do that. You know? <laughs> don't hype it out like that. So, I don't know. I, it got a little breezy today. Did you see all those that wind advisory posted for uh, the western part of our area, Joplin? Uh, I did. Yeah. And also, uh, I, when I just reloaded just now, Miami is, is out of it now. Yeah. Well, that's kind of pushed on through, but... Uh, my, my, I have a cart, this uh, carpet on my back porch that all my stuff's sitting there, and it was just raising up with the wind this morning. No way. The National Weather Service in the grid forecast says our wind gust may gust up to 29 miles per hour today here in Branson. Yeah. And so far, our our highest peak gust was 27.3. Oh. So not too, not too far off. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm really, yeah, I'm really impressed. Well, and this wind advisory for now Springfield, Joplin, and Nevada, it was it was only a short fuse. It's like nine a.m. to three p.m. So really, it's about right. over anyway. And I made that post about uh, uh, the visible satellite. Most of Southeast Kansas is clear, Isabel. <laughs> this thing is moving through. Really? Yeah, I didn't know if you did. You see my latest post on uh, Stormdar? No, I have not. Well. You better get to looking at some point. Yeah. It looks like the sun wants to peek through right now. I oh, mean, yeah. It's, just, it's getting brighter. So, it is getting brighter. <laughs> we didn't get any snow here, but I have no. a friend that lives in Maui, or on Maui, I oh? guess. And she posted a video of it snowing there yesterday. Yeah. On Maui. Wow. And, like, it's a video because there's, like, the whole neighborhood are out in their backyards videoing it. Because, like, that's a big deal to get snow. <laughs> On Maui, and she was, she was like, and no, telling me I'm a wuss. Yes, it's very cold here. I guess the temperature was around 60 at the time. So, and they were all but freezing. not on the mountains. No, she, up on showing, the mountains, it's colder. She's zooming but, into the mountains, and you but, can see right. The she's on the ground, and it was 60 degrees, and they're freezing. Oh. Now I did <laughs> see an interesting story about the polar plunge, uh, the upcoming polar plunge. I guess this is, could be the part one of it, the beginning. Oh, uh huh. Um, yeah. But uh, it it's. Due to the polar plunge, every U.S. state will record below freezing temperatures. They're talking Florida, everywhere. Every U.S. state, including really? Hawaii. Of course, they have mountains there, so that's probably what they're talking about there. Yeah, it's like, what's their criteria? Because, you know, the panhandle of Texas is right outside of, you know, the Rockies. So, of course, Texas would be below zero. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the elevation I'd is so freezing. much higher up there, you know. Oh, yeah. They, they, they get lots of snow all the time in the panhandle of Oklahoma and Texas. And that's why it's so much colder. You always hear stories out of Goodland, Kansas, you know. Oh, it's mm. it's snowing in Goodland, Kansas, and it's it's four degrees below zero when it's like 50 here. Well, they're way – do you know how far Goodland, Kansas is from here? Even though it's Kansas. <laughs> that's the other side of Kansas, it's yeah. It's way over there by Colorado. <laughs> well, of course it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, but see, we like Goodland, Kansas when we have these big, long QLCS, quasi-linear convective systems, in the spring coming across Kansas because we know we've seen a couple of those last year that was kind of derecho-ish – uh, where they just barreled. I remember making at least two posts about a big old long Q- QLCS uh, system pushing across Kansas, and it would get here, of course, about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. We, mm-hmm. I really need to talk to Mother Nature. I'm getting tired of the. We need some daytime activity, daytime fun, not nighttime fun. Well, hey, we had just we just had it. When was that? When we had the... I mean, that tornado warning over in Miami was at 3.30 in the afternoon. That's, yeah? That's rare. That's rare to have a... Now, I don't know if we ever actually discussed those storms. I don't but, think uh, so. Yeah, we need to talk about that. But uh, this would be categorized, if there is such a category, as not a prime spring-type system because... If it were spring, it could have been a lot worse because these storms are what you call a miniature or a mini supercell. And I say that because, uh, yes, they were twisting, but these storms were only 25,000 feet high. You know, in the springtime, you're going to get storms that are 50,000 plus feet high. Way up there. And it starts twisting way up in the atmosphere and, and, and... that's what causes the damage down at the surface. Well, if it's only 25,000 feet high, you're not going to get the huge rotation, the rotating columns. Exactly. That touch the ground. They were pretty to look at, but those storms weren't going to do a whole lot of damage. I was more concerned about the hail. There was a town you know, next to Miami over there called Fairland. Hail just covering the roadway from these storms. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Oh, no way. Well, I, I, you know, going back and analyzing what I saw and the amount of, of twisting supercells, this was more of a slight. This was not a marginal. They kept us, kept everybody in marginal. Well, you know how they were saying they, they, they were, they were staying marginal, I think, because there wasn't a whole lot of instability with these. They were more of a, a wind shear type thing going on up there am i right oh something was oh very strong shear yeah low instability high shear uh and that that's the thing see here it was kind of a conditional situation with as many tornado warnings as that ended up being issued yeah we needed to i've never i don't i don't remember so many tornado warnings without being in a slight before yeah yeah because usually a marginal um okay so i've got spc risk categories up here marginal Technically says isolated severe thunderstorms possible, limited in duration and or coverage and or intensity. Okay, that's marginal. Slight scattered severe storms possible. That's what we had. Okay, scattered. let's take out let's take out the wind shear. All right. So you didn't have any wind shear whatsoever. Right. Okay. 
Well, there was only one severe thunderstorm warning that day, and that was for Greene County. Right. That's right. All so my- if we're talking just the severe storms without uh-huh. the wind shear, then the marginal would have been fine. But that with that wind shear, you had so many tornado warnings without anything going severe before that. Usually you have a severe thunderstorm warning, then it then they pop a tornado warning on it. They were just popping tornado warnings on these things without the storm warnings first. Right. Because these little, like you said, these little pack, they're little little and they right. just started twisting and they're they weren't big you know i mean and no. again we're not downplaying a tornado a tornado is a tornado <laughs> you know but, but they were actually there's actual pictures of, of stovepipes and, and 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 funnel clouds they were actually you know verified which was cool to see i thought yeah you know with pictures and video so we we it could be a precursor to what's coming in the spring. Who knows? It it, it it could. Now, that was in February? When did that happen? No, that was the end of January, wasn't it? Yeah. When did that happen? Saturday. <laughs> okay, so that's the, the, the 30th. The, 20th, the 30th, yeah. Yeah, because the, the first was, was Monday. Wow. So, and then we had some, like, tornado events in January. So, again, like we've said many, many times, severe weather can occur any time of the year. We had severe events in January. Uh, you know, we're probably, I don't know, if, if this Arctic plunge keeps keeps us going. Now, okay, I did a longer range of the GFS, which I know is just only eye candy, and you can't trust it because it's been wrong for the past four days. Um, but it, it, it wants to say this cold air is going to retreat about the 15th. So the 15th would be a week from Monday. So okay. they want it, wants to keep kind of that this cold thing starting, well, now Tuesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday, all the way through Monday. Let's see how that tilt, you know, goes because it, it didn't dive completely south. It started diving southeast, which is why I made that one post that said, yeah, it could go down into Illinois, and we're kind of on that backside. So I, I'm still not sold. It's the forecast. It seems like something similar happened fairly recently. Maybe it was last winter where we were preparing for a big polar plunge, and it ended up skirting the area. Uh, yeah, didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't yeah. really do anything. Yeah, we are in the middle of middle of. Well, are we in the middle? No, we're on the back. We're on the downside of winter now. February third. We crossed the halfway point. So yesterday, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> wow. All I know is, is in in less than four weeks, we're in meteorological spring. That's what I'm looking for. Oh yeah, I know. And there's only 28 days in February. So I know, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the models are saying, like Shara was saying before. Uh, Right before we started recording, or you said a while ago, I don't know, like, you know, big snowstorm. One of the models was saying uh, possibly one to two feet of snow in the area. That was in the uh, Springfield National Weather Service area forecast discussion. The AFD was saying one model said one to two possibly feet of snow. Another model says absolutely nothing. And that's what I was telling you. The GFS says, okay, here's this. The Canadian said nothing and did a comparison. Uh Models always have a hard time in winter weather, and usually the European is better at winter weather, but the GFS has kind of been borderline okay till now. My wife always has a hard time in winter weather, too. Well, she hates it. She's cold all the time. She's my model. 
I like to take pictures of her, post them on Facebook. When she's freezing, yes. <laughs> and sometimes our models are confused. She gets confused sometimes, you know. Well, that, lack that's of sleep. A, yeah. That's it. Yeah. See, you seem really bright today. You, you didn't work last night, did you? Yeah, I got a whole night. I've had two full nights sleep so far. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that'll change. Yeah, I work all weekend, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I'm looking on the timeline. Yeah. Oh, back to the snow thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I'm not seeing anything major. There's going to be like shots of snow. We're going to be in a northwest flow. I don't think anything major is going to go on. I mean, we the one one of the models was saying Saturday. The Nam was saying something Saturday, and I need to go to Springfield Saturday morning to deliver winter food to my mother. And I'm going to make mm. a chuck roast tomorrow. Mm. I love that. Sounds good. We were talking about pork tenderloin for tonight. Yeah. I'm going to smoke a pork tenderloin outside and make some sandwiches. Just shave it and make some sandwiches out of it, I think. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. We had a place just down the road from my house that was a little gas station, actually. But they had a little smoker section in the back, and they would sell barbecue. And they had the best tenderloin. And we would stop there on Sundays after church and get tenderloin just to make sandwiches out of. And, I mean, it was the simplest thing. I'd put tenderloin and mayonnaise on bread, and it was like my favorite meal. Oh, yeah. But there's no places like that anymore. There's nowhere where you can go just get a simple tenderloin sandwich. Yeah. Is Dana still around? Dana's barbecue? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we like going there, and they used to have one way out towards Kirbyville, and then I don't even, I mean, they've changed hands and stuff. I don't know, but that was delicious. Dana's barbecue is just delicious, delicious. Then I, they might have some, they had pulled pork there. Pulled pork and pulled beef, is that it? I don't know, these sandwiches. They have pulled brisket, and yeah. Yeah. This is different, though. Yeah, the tenderloin. Yeah. Oh. Well, next time, now this was in Miami, right? Yeah. Well, next time I'm there, I'm going to go. It's long gone. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it is? I'm saying. There's nowhere to get it anywhere anymore. Oh, I see. No one does that anymore. I'm going to make my own. They used to have the best hot links, too. I used to stop and get hot links. What's a hot link? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's (laughs) a a link. It's like Polish sausage, only it's hot. (laughs) It's nice and red, because that's how you know it's going to be hot. It's got all these little yellow and red seeds in it oh no when no no bite into it i you have to have a glass of milk to eat with it oh, okay yeah so that that's a a no for my end but <laughs> i think we'll just have to go to, to chicken i've Annie's. never had one i won't eat them you are the one that got me started on them i have never had a hot link you are the one that got me one yeah chicken annies we need to go i would have never tried a hot link on my oh. own oh yeah, it's been a while. My sister-in-law, because she lives in Joplin, and every time I go there, I mean, since COVID hit, we're not not going anywhere. But but yeah, we'd go to the to, to the casino, and then we'd go to Chicken Annie's, and then I'd get stuff for for there's mom. There's no Chicken Annie's stuff. in Joplin. Well, no, it's Pittsburgh, uh-huh. but I mean, it's just oh, okay. up the road. I was like, there's no Chicken Annie's in Joplin. Where no, 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 no. Annie's? She lives in Joplin, but we would just get because we go to down uh, okay, either gotcha. downstream or or what's that other one? There's another one, not Seneca. It's 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 another one. I don't know. In Kansas? There's yeah. lots of them. Yeah, I know. But there's then, Kansas Crossing. There's uh, I downstream's forget. a big one. Yeah, I like downstream for a while. I mean, Kansas I'm not Crossing a is real close to Chicken Ambling. 
Annie's. Okay, then that's it. That's the one she took us to last night. It's rather new. Oh, there's a big one in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's yeah. Kinda out outskirts. But but, but yeah. it but it's not right. far from Chicken Annie's. That's a thing. It's like it's, right it's as you're not. coming into Pittsburgh though. That's the one she took me to last time. She's like, I'm I'm not a gambler. I don't I don't gamble. I go in there. I think Do I take, you know when to fold them? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know when to hold them? I just uh, don't walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I only play the Deuces Wild video poker machines. I don't play craps. I don't play Real blackjack, I don't know, because that's an easy way to lose all your money, and I don't go in there with that much money anyway. See, see, I'm, I'm the type of gambler, I have a $20 bill, and I walk in, and when that $20 bill's gone, I'm out. <laughs> that's kind of the way me and Corey always were. Like, we used to do that on date night. We'd give each other a 20, and <laughs> our goal was to cash out when you had more than the 20. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, ooh, let's try to cash out at 50 or 60 and right, actually right. leave with some money. <laughs> No, I can usually it it's it's Game King. It's a specific machine and I can generally cash out higher on that. But that's the only thing I play. I don't like I don't like any of the other machines. I don't like the human interaction. I don't know. <laughs> well, because I know That's sep- the great thing about the casinos is you don't have to have any human interaction. Yeah, you, you can, can set a machine for hours and never talk to a soul. Oh uh, yeah. But I could I could I've been there and I've seen people play blackjack and it's like, okay, five hundred dollars. It's like I don't even have five hundred <laughs> No, 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 no. And I worked just, way too hard for my money to just oh, throw it away that exactly. fast. Exactly. Exactly. So twenty bucks, I'm good. We're done. Still have enough for chicken nannies and, and there we go. Okay, well, I think it's time to get to the weather school. Uh, I, I found the Punxsutawney Phil uh, weather school thing. Uh, I thought I'd play it. It's got some of the some of the facts that you said last last week on Shara's fun facts. So uh, I thought I'd play that. It's just a little fun thing since uh, Groundhog Day was two days ago, right? That was the second mm-hmm. February second yep, Tuesday. Tuesday the second. So let's a little entertaining from that. And then Corey and I've got a whole bunch of uh, in other news, and of course, Shara's fun facts. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. This year, the groundhog saw his shadow, which means in early spring. Is this true? And why is everyone so excited about a groundhog anyway? Punxsutawney Phil, born May 1st, 2010, is the name of a groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. On February 2nd, Groundhog Day, each year, the borough of Punxsutawney celebrates the legendary groundhog with a festive atmosphere of music and food. During the ceremony, which begins well before the winter sunrise, Phil emerges from his temporary home on Gobbler's Knob, located in a rural area about two miles southeast of town. According to tradition, if Phil sees his shadow and returns to his hole, then he has predicted six more weeks of winter-like weather. If Phil does not see his shadow, he has predicted an early spring. 
The date of Phil's prognostication is known as Groundhog Day in the United States and Canada and has been celebrated since 1887. Punxsutawney Phil became an international celebrity thanks to the 1993 movie Groundhog Day. The Inner Circle scripts the Groundhog Day ceremonies in advance, with the Inner Circle deciding beforehand whether Phil will see his shadow. The Inner Circle maintains kayfabe throughout the year, never acknowledging the ruse, and keeps its criteria for whether spring will arrive early a trade secret. The Stormfax Almanac has made note of the weather conditions on each Groundhog Day since 1999. The Almanac has recorded 12 incidents in a 20-year span in which the groundhog was claimed to have seen his shadow while the sky was cloudy or there was rain or snow coming down, and one case in which the groundhog did not see his shadow despite sunshine. The practices and lore of Punxsutawney Phil's predictions are predicated on a light-hearted suspension of disbelief by those involved. According to the lore, there is only one Phil, and all the other groundhogs are imposters. It is claimed that this one groundhog has lived to make weather prognostications since 1886, sustained by drinks of groundhog punch or elixir of life administered at the annual groundhog picnic in the fall. In this respect, Punxsutawney Phil is unique. The lifespan of a groundhog in the wild is roughly six years, although they can live up to 20 years. According to the Groundhog Club, Phil, after the prediction, speaks to the club president in groundhogese, which only the current president can understand, and then his prediction is translated to the entire world. As of 2019, Punxsutawney Phil has made 133 predictions, predicting an early spring 19 times, which is 14.28%. The inner circle, in keeping with kayfabe, claims a 100% accuracy rate, and an approximately 80% accuracy rate in recorded predictions, claiming in turn that whenever the prediction is wrong, the person in charge of translating the message must have made a mistake in his interpretation. Impartial estimates place the groundhog's accuracy between 35 and 40%. So, whether you want six more weeks of winter or an early spring, Punxsutawney Phil is one way to find out, but the only real way to find out is just to wait and see. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have the... What is it? The prognosticator of prognosticators, seer of... Seer of seers, uh, sage of sages, sages. prognosticator of prognosticators, <laughs> and something weather extraordinaire, yeah, weather ex- predictor extraordinaire. And, and, and his girlfriend, Phyllis, right? Yes. Which hangs wife. out... Wife. Oh, wife that hangs out in the library and searches for shadows or something. Yep. I don't know. If, if you add the procrastinators of procrastinators, <laughs> you'd be talking about me. Mm, amen. <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw this meme. It's so funny. The, the holding up Phil is like, here's Punxsutawney Phil who has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> You'd have to see They've the meme. They showed the video. We watched the live video of all the guys. I mean, it's like stepping back in time. They show the crowds. Oh, and they all get the guys into in it. Their old top hats and it's yeah, it's crazy. They get in really get into the long coats and oh, oh yeah. I mean, like at what point did did this did we think that this was okay and not think the man was crazy for talking to a groundhog? I don't know. It's gone on well. I think that's where the gin comes in. You know, I'd so. be committed if I was outside talking to animals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they commended. Yeah, <laughs> it it must it's it was Punxsutawney's probably next to Philadelphia or something. I don't know what's that. In? Who knows? Well, I think we need to get on to in other news. I've got a couple things. You got something over there, Corey? Possibly. Possibly. You go go first. Okay. Well, I found this uh, article. Whoops. Let me try to pull it up here. Uh, It's from sciencenews.org. So you can go and look at that if you want to. Uh, The International Space Station detectors found the source of a weird blue jet lightning. Now, uh, you can look this up. You can Google it. A blue jet is an actual electrical charge. Well, here, let me just read what they say. Um, blue jets zip upward from thunderclouds into the stratosphere, reaching altitudes up to 50 kilometers in less than a second, whereas ordinary lightning excites uh, a medley of gases in the lower atmosphere to glow white. Blue jets excite mostly stratospheric nitrogen to create their signature blue hue. So there's things called... Uh, sprites elves and stuff and you can see them they're really fascinating if you if you youtube it um they they have a picture on there of a blue uh, jet from a thunderstorm shooting up in the atmosphere it's really really fascinating uh so they got some pictures on that it's phenomena that happens on the electrical it's stuff we don't see here on earth because we see underneath the thundercloud but what's going on from a distance there's lots of stuff going on on top of the thundercloud going way up in the stratosphere so uh so if you google blue jets sprites and elves those are types of different type of electrical phenomena that thunderstorms give off and uh, stuff we don't see so i thought that was really really cool sciencenews.org i should put that in the in the uh in the show notes so so what you got? Tell me what you got. I'm going to make some notes. Well, as it turns out, in the year 2020, Earth spiked a fever. got warmer in 2020. Uh, well, it definitely was sick. Why do you think that was? Why do you think Earth would get warmer than, than normal in just that one year, 2020? It's uh, due to COVID-19. It is actually due to COVID-19. I was going to say, it had something to do with the people not being out and about. Why? There was less uh, particles in the atmosphere, less pollution. Uh, It was half a degree to two-thirds of a degree warmer. And it's due to the less soot and sulfate particles from car exhaust and burning coal, which normally cool the atmosphere temporarily by reflecting the sun's heat. Ah. There was nothing to reflect the sun's heat. The the air was much cleaner. Right. You know, a lot of times you hear, oh, these factories are causing it to, to you know, global warming and all this. And you know, that could be. But in the short term, it, it, it caused the sunlight not to reach the ground in full effect. You know, it was pretty cool. It's a pretty cool article. Let's Google that. Uh, 
another thing I found, and we've talked about these before. Let me bring this up here. A heat burst. We've oh, talked yeah. about heat bursts. They, sometimes they occur in the middle of the night. One occurred uh, the other morning in northern Texas near it's either Borger or Borger. Okay. A thunderstorm had passed nearby, and the temperature rose from 49 to 63 degrees in four minutes. Whoa. At, this was 4 a.m. The wind gusted up to 85 miles per hour. Holy cow. And, yeah, that happened in on, on Saturday. That's the same day we got all our weather. Oh, the severe weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's... I've always been fascinated with heat bursts because they often occur in the middle of the night when there's no sun, nothing to warm it up, per se. Yeah. And and it's like a, a hot wind tunnel, like when you open the oven, basically. Of course, it's not. It only got to 63 degrees. You know, in the summer, they get they can go up there. They can spike up into the 80s or 90s. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, that happened in Texas this week. Okay. I'm, I'm looking okay. here. A uh, definition in meteorology, a heat burst is a rare atmospheric phenomenon characterized by gusty winds along with a rapid increase in temperature, which they did, and decrease in dew point. Heat bursts typically, typically occur at nighttime and are associated with decaying thunderstorms. So that, I wonder if, if there's a bunch of warm air up there or something. In the, in that, there had to have been. Yeah. And the updraft stops and all, maybe, boom, it just kind of goes to the ground. Uh, oh, here's something fascinating. Uh, recorded temperatures during heat bursts have reached well above 104 degrees, <laughs> sometimes wow. rising by 18 degrees Fahrenheit or more within only a few minutes. Now, you, the one you just said, that was, what you say, uh, 49 to 63 in just yeah. a few minutes? Wow. Four minutes. That is, yeah. So you can wiki that or whatever. Yeah, I just wanted to see the official definition. How cool is that? Sherry, do you have any in other news today? <clears throat> I do not have any other news. In other no. news? Well, her segment's coming later. Do you have anything else? Uh, I got one other thing. Our buddy okay. Stuart Langer from uh, uh, North Pole, Alaska. He's been sending us stuff. Love that. So, Stuart, if you listen to the podcast, please keep sending us stuff because it's great pod fod. Uh, we can do that. He uh, sent me something from the, I think this is the National Weather Service, whoop, National Weather Service uh, Fairbanks, I think, uh, the February ice thickness data. Uh, where they go and they measure the ice depth on ponds and lakes. So I'm just going to read a couple. Uh, China Lakes, C-H-E-N-A, China Lakes, uh, they have an ice depth of 25 inches. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow. Um, the China River at uh, Steve's Highway is 15 inches, uh, but the China River at uh, Pike's Landing is only 7 inches. But here's the biggie. Birch Lake. I'm not sure where Birch Lake is. 35 inches, almost an entire yard of ice where I think you could probably just drive. That's those ones. I mean, that's where they just literally drive across the lake. Oh, yeah. And I, I think, oh, I have to go out and check. Uh, Stuart was saying, like, like his, uh, oh, I got to check this. I know this is probably not the, it's a podcast, but I forgot he wrote something that was really cool. So I want to go find that just a second. Uh, here, I've, I've about got it. He sent this. Um, there, he said, they test the ice thickness around the area every week at this thickness. He says, I drive my F-250 on the lake and don't even worry about it. And the F-250 
250 weighs over 8,000 pounds. Doesn't even worry about it. But isn't that I mean, fascinating? That's a pickup truck. Uh, yeah, F two fifty. I mean, there's yeah, yeah, it's a it's a Ford pickup truck, but I mean, like semis drive across some areas where. Oh, oh, I know, and I don't. I want to know because, like, ice road truckers, where they have the the camera underneath the ice, looking up at the, it's like, how do you do that? I don't know that. And something else, Stewart sent us, which I thought was very, very fascinating. Which I think it's mostly uh, west central, northwest central Alaska. Negative 90 degree wind chill at Howard Pass. 90 below zero wind chill. You, you couldn't would, even. You couldn't ex- walk outside with any skin showing at all. No, no. For even a second. It, it's crazy. And this is National Weather Service. I I think Fair Fairbanks. Uh, I can't I can't read it. Yeah, it, it's kind of in the middle of Northwest. It's not on the not on the coastline, but Howard Pass. That must be just a you know a wind tunnel up there. But I thought those two things were fascinating. Hey, I got a uh, a chart I just pulled up here. Okay. This is uh, when the, it shows how deep the ice has to be to be safe to walk on or drive on. Oh, good. Okay. So it's all uh, set part. Three inches is a single person on foot. That ice has to be three inches deep. Now, that's not a lot. No, it's really not. You need four inches of ice not to break if you're in a group, but that group has to be in a single file line. Okay, not just gathered. All right. Move up to seven and a half inches for a passenger car to drive. Yeah, see, no, I don't think I'd be driving on seven inches of ice. Seven and a half Me either. That's a, no. That's a two-ton, uh, two-ton vehicle. Okay. Uh, Ten inches for a medium truck, 12 inches for an eight-ton heavy truck. Ooh, and then it goes up from there. A twenty-five ton truck needs needs twenty inches, and a hundred and ten truck needs hundred and ten ton truck needs thirty-six inches. Yeah, because Stewart so, said his is only so four tons. They had twenty-some yeah. inches, and he's just a pickup truck. So yeah, so he's fine. He's well within the limits. Oh, unless that, unless that one pay, uh, Chena Lake at Pikes, whatever, which only seven inches, he doesn't need to be driving on that. That's very fascinating. I think I've seen that before, and I don't even know if, if I had that. But yeah, I just my biggest fear. I'm not a water person. I don't want to. I don't want to go out and I get ice nervous pitch over bridges. And, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, no, I no. I, I I'm good. I'm just gonna stay on but land. There's, a, there's that TV show called Ice Road Truckers, and they're just huge semis driving over the ice. I know. Yeah, well, that's in areas where it's frozen for way up there. Yeah, well, if you had a yard, 35, 36 inches, I mean, pff, that's easy. I think just to go up there, and they never seem to break. I mean, you hear it kind of crackle, but it never does break. I've never seen a truck, you know, right, get lost in there. Ooh, I don't want to talk about ice. It's it's making me bleh or whatever. So, anyway, you got anything else for any other news? Uh, I think that was it. Is that okay? Well, no, then. I do have oh, one, more, one more. other thing. This comes to okay. us from Australia. Ooh, they've got a, a kind of a nightmare situation going on down there. Have you ever heard of a huntsman? Do you know what a huntsman is? It's a large spider. It's a type of spider. It you is? You are correct. I've oh. seen those on Facebook. You are correct. They're the size of your fist. No. Well, a low pressure front after several days of high temperatures down in Australia you know, has brought lots of rain and humidity, and huntsman spiders are seeking shelter in people's homes Mm-mm. by no. the dozens at a Mm-mm. time. Oh. Nope. Nope. Burn the house down. So yep. they're just crawling all over walls. 
and and they're crawling on the ceilings and they're coming in and they're actually laying egg, eggs in the house oh, and the nope. houses. Of nope. course they are. We're moving. Yeah. Yeah. To get a match. This is also the type of weather that causes eggs that are already laid to hatch. And I'm sure I'm going to show Are these sh- dangerous spiders? I'll mean, show like, share a picture. Of I don't even want to see a picture. The people's houses. <laughs> oh, no. I'm go ahead and nope. point that. Nope. I don't no. want to have nightmares. <laughs> There's spiders everywhere. I'll send you a. I'm going to show you oh, a picture, Randall. I'm not a spider. Through, for, uh, let, me, let me get the. Oh, dear gosh. No. Each. Sp- there's probably a oh. hundred spiders in this picture. Oh my gosh! On the ceiling and I will wall, never sleep and again. They're each one about the size, the size of, of your fist or, or larger. Yeah, I'm with nope. Shara. Get a match. We'd be moving out. You can have the house. Goodbye. Done. Done. Australia has. It seems like they have a lot of weird things. They like, do. They, they have, have a lot of scary animals down there. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Poisonous things and, and you know, Scorpions. crocodiles, alligators. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd like to visit the place. I don't think I would like to live there. I don't know that I could visit it. <laughs> I, I know with you. It's like, if you know, okay, we're going to get the those city. huntsman spiders. I would spiders. Be able to go out. No. I, well, I will if I can wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> nothing <Right>? can <laughs> Nothing could bother me on that. Oh. And this, this, this picture I showed you, I mean, these are from urban areas. This was from the, the, the city of Sydney in a, in a house. Wow. So... It's not like they're remote in the remote areas. They're everywhere. Oh, I will never sleep again. I am not a spider person at all. I, I see one little thing in my house. I freak and get the get the spray and get the fly swatter and, you know, the trash can. And Our daughter uh, hollered at us to come in our bathroom this morning because there was a bug. Yeah. And she wouldn't get ready for school until we came and killed it. So I had to go kill it. Because dad told her she'd be fine. I'm like, don't you know? Like, I remember being that little girl, and there's no way I could feel safe in that bathroom until the bug was gone. Oh, I, I'm with you because if you, if you let it go, then it's like, okay. And then you're thinking, now where's it at? Where's it at? Is it in my bed now? No. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay. We need to get to something fun. So, Off the bugs. Uh, Off the bugs. But it's time for Shara's Fun Facts. So let's get to that. Get ready to get. It is time for Shara's Fun Facts, and hopefully you don't have any spiders in there. Um, I have no, there's no fun facts about spiders, I'm sorry. Okay, good, 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 good. (laughs) Those are are not fun facts. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're at the beginning of February, so we have a little bit of February folklore. Ooh, okay. So, married in February, sleety weather... Life you'll tread in tune together. Mm. My parents got married in February. Very day after half Valentine's Day. A lot of people day. do. They have those Valentine's Day weddings. Oh, they never last, right. but you know. Yeah. My parents did. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they got did. married day after they got married February fifteenth. But they did have a pink and red wedding. Oh. Funny pictures. Anyway, if February give much snow, a fine summer it doth for show. Fogs yeah, fogs in February means frosts in May. Um, fogs in February. Can I see the scientific data on that? Yeah, these are folklore. These okay. are not scientific. These are folklore. <laughs> um, if Groundhog Day be mild and gay, go saddle your horses and buy them hay. But if Groundhog Day be stormy and black, it carries the winter away on its back. Okay. Kay. 
and I don't get quite get this one. It is better to see a troop of wolves than a fine February. So like that, that means a fine be, February means it's going to get really bad in March. That's what I'm saying. Is that means it's going to be a bad stormy oh. March? So you'd rather see a group of wolves than <laughs> sure. That makes absolutely no sense to me. But <laughs> but okay. All right. Whatever. Uh, we're going to switch it up because this Sunday is, of course, Super Bowl oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah. So I found some Super Bowl facts. Ooh, okay. So for last year's Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, of course, won that one. The Super Bowl bonus each member of the Chiefs received was $124,000. The consolation prize given to the 49ers Sixty-two thousand each. Wow! For one game, <laughs> like I'll take the consolation prize. No, right? I'll lose. So this year, ticket prices: average price of a Super Bowl ticket on the resale market thirteen thousand four hundred ninety-seven dollars. The lowest wow. price of a Super Bowl ticket on the resale market is eight thousand six hundred thirteen. That's up 30% from last year because, of course, there's much less seating available this year because they could only fill 30% of the stadium. Oh, right, right. Yeah. There's showed. Jeez. Yeah, the average price of a ticket for the last five Super Bowls was $5,000. I don't have that kind of money, nor do I have the... To spend on one day, uh, no. Fit on a game. I know it must be good, but I'm not a football guy, so I don't know. So the cost of a 30-second ad during a Super Bowl, Corey should know this one. He used to know these prices because he worked in TV. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't have a clue. $5.5 million For 30 that's seconds. This that's this year for okay. a 30-second ad. A little bit. Wow. Six hundred million plus is what Fox Sports ad revenue for just the Super Bowl and the pre and post game programming. That's how much they make. Okay. Six hundred million plus. That's crazy. That's crazy. Does it make oh well, so, and this year, <laughs> this was just a first. I saw this and I thought this was interesting. Apparently, this year is the first time ever there is a female referee for the Super Bowl. Ah, okay. Her name is Sarah Thomas. I what bet is she's going gonna... to be like for the Super Bowl. I don't know. I didn't look that up. You're supposed to know that. Ooh, well, I got all the other facts. She got yeah. So Corey, you look up Super Bowl with. I forgot we need to look up four hundred eighty-two point I mean... three million dollars. The amount of Anheuser Busch has spent on Super Bowl ads since two thousand six. Four hundred eighty-two point three million. Wow. But. And then third, Budweiser will not be airing any ads this year during the Super Bowl, as will Coca-Cola, Hyundai, and Pepsi. None of those are airing. Budweiser. Do we know why? But Bud Light is. You got to kind of read between the lines on that stuff. But why is Pepsi Uh, and Coke and Hyundai? Pepsi's doing the halftime. They're sponsoring the halftime show. Pepsi is? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So they did, uh, they did a poll, and it said the Super Bowl viewers have a more favorable opinion on brands that thank healthcare and essential workers. That's 84% of viewers prefer those brands. 77% of viewers 
prefer brands that encourage mask wearing. And 63% of viewers prefer brands that encourage COVID-19 vaccination. Mm. Those are much higher than I would have thought. Well, the weather in Tampa Bay, they are going to experience a cool down on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. They have a slight chance of showers, 40% chance before 1 p.m. on Saturday. Partly sunny with a high near 74. Sunday night, they're going to be get down to 59 degrees. So they're not going to be freezing for They'll sure. They'll be fine. Down to 59? Oh, my gosh. They won't have that whole crowd bundling thing going that they could normally do, though. Cause... Yeah, that's true. So 14,500 fans. That is how many fans will be allowed due to COVID. That's 30% of capacity. Right now, the cheapest ticket, I just looked it up, is $11,000. And the most expensive is $40,000 for one ticket. $40,000. I don't even make that in a year. That's My crazy. gosh. 7,500 wow. of those viewers in the stadium will be vaccinated healthcare workers that received free admission to the game. Good. So they're only selling half of those. Yeah. yeah. That's why the tickets are so much higher this year. Right. Oh, I mean, they're only allowing 14,000 people in. Okay. That makes sense. Um, 10,821 is the average calorie intake for a football party feast. <laughs> okay. 1.4 billion chicken wings will be eaten. 10 million pounds of ribs are sold for Super Bowl week. And 28 million pounds of potato chips. Wow. There's others. Like, it goes into dip and everything else. It's crazy, the amounts. Here's of- a Super Bowl fact. It's when Rando likes to go to Walmart. Yes. Oh, I do remember that. Because nobody's there. Because he doesn't watch the Super Bowl. And for sure nobody will be there if when the Chiefs are playing. You know, that's a thing. I mean, oh, yeah. There won't be anybody there during the Chiefs playing. <laughs> there was a fact on here. I read one that said how many people, percentage of people that watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials. Oh, I'm sure um, a oh, lot. Oh, here, 22%. 22% of Super Bowl viewers say the commercials are the best part. That's really all I would watch. I would not watch the game. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, Chiefs, it's football, so right? It's football. Okay. All well. right. One point seven million <laughs> is the number of Twitter followers Patrick Mahomes has, which is the most among any Super Bowl player ever. Wow. Forty-three point nine million live social media interactions on Super Bowl. And 1.7 million Twitter followers are for the Chiefs, which is 85% more than the Bucks. 85% more. Are the Buccaneers an older crowd that don't do Twitter? or <laughs> Who knows? Well, Chiefs people, are just that were, much more popular. People, you know, they, they, they get older, they retire, and they move to Florida. That's, right? It's right. This is true. This is true. Let's see. Now, LeBron James, he's not in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I think he is. He's uh, LeBron James. He's gonna, he, he'll probably be there watching, maybe. He can oh, okay. afford it. He right? doesn't play football. Oh, okay. Tennis. A, I don't know. He's a Los Angeles <laughs> Laker, which is <laughs> he a plays basketball, basketball, which is in the National Basketball Association. That, Wrong I got, sport. I got to tell you, my buddy Ray has this, the perfect phrase, and I use it now. Like, if I hear somebody talking sports, like, what are you talking about? He's a like, sports ball. 
That's all you need to know. Sports ball. <laughs> now, you've got to, come on. Disc golf is considered a sport, right? Yeah, you know all about disc golf. Yeah, but it doesn't have a ball. It's a disc. Well, that's fine. I know tennis, too. So, yeah. I don't know. I just never was a, I don't know. My mom loves watching basketball. Really? Then oh, she yeah. would know who LeBron James is. Oh, yes. Oh, no. She would definitely know who. She'd know all these people or whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There was also a percentage of how many. I don't know. I forgot. There's the percentage of, of Super Bowl parties, of course, is going to be way less this year. People right. People aren't wanting to have. And I mean, in some places, you California, New York, that are still on major lockdowns, you know, they're not allowed to have parties. So. Well, maybe next year. We got we got to get got to get back. Yeah, we got to get back. Got to get you guys back in my studio. Of course, you see back there. I again need to re rework it because <laughs> it's kind of like my, my work studio now. Yeah, I want to get back to normal so we can do this in person. I'll have to get some new drops and maybe paint. I don't know. Well, cool. Is that all your fun facts that you That's had? That's it. Well, everybody be safe. Yes. Don't drive after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not uh, going to be freezing here. I mean, well, it would be normal here because the cold air doesn't move in until now, too, Tuesday. I don't know. Just, just so what's on. the weather going to be like in Kansas City? Because I have friends cold. that are yeah. traveling to Kansas City just to be there in town if they win. What's like, the point? Apparently, that just like <laughs> the Royals when they won. I don't know. There was a huge... Parade and everything downtown, like they said, the that, people there won't just. Be a parade they this said year. people ran out in the streets, well, hollering, screaming, shooting off fireworks. They did, but you got to think. You don't need to be in the bars and watching the Chiefs this year. It's it's all That's different. Right. So right. Well, but I mean, I literally have friends that that yeah, they're going to Kansas City to stay for the weekend just so they can be there for all the excitement if they win. Well, Saturday this is a chance of snow, mostly cloudy, high near thirty-one. Sunday mostly cloudy, high near twenty-five. So it's going to be cold. Uh, um, Tuesday the high eighteen. Wow. Yikes. And, Monday, the high 19. Now, this is Kansas City. So, but they us down here? Yeah. I'm not going to be driving in any crazy weather this weekend, right? I'm not expecting it to get too bad. Yeah, I mean, there there's may a chance be a of light snow on Saturday, but I think it's going to be well to the north. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not going to be anything, anything big. And really, right now, Branson has Saturday... High 47, mostly cloudy. A 30% chance of showers afternoon, but that's it. 30% really isn't not, isn't anything. I don't know. Those bottles. Okay, well, I think it's about time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar weather weather word of the week. And, of course, Shara will be giving it to us. So, Shara, what is this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week? Steam devil. And, yes, what is a steam devil? A steam devil is a small, weak whirlwind over water or sometimes wet land that has drawn fog into the vortex, thus rendering it visible. They form over large lakes and oceans during cold air outbreaks while the water is still relatively warm and can be an important mechanism in vertically transporting moisture. How cool is that? Very cool. So you're like, hey, I need a little bit of moisture over on that crop field over there. 
So you have a steam devil pick it up and carry it over to the other. Yeah, which I thought was was fascinating because it draws the fog, it, uh, form over lakes during cold air outbreaks. That's what I thought was fascinating. While the water is still relatively warm, so maybe that it's like updrafting. You know, the water's really warm and fog because cold air is coming in, and then it'll just it, nature has a way of uh, transporting that moisture. So. That would be my guess. I like that. I got to find one that you can't pronounce again. It's not hard to do, <laughs> especially gonna... if you get me on a, when I've been at work for a couple nights. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, maybe I'll find out next week. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I mean, you think we're going to get this Arctic plunge down here next week? Well, if you consider. A low of 15 degrees on Tuesday, Arctic plunge, then probably. Yeah, and then, or... right, and then the high, I'm looking back over here, and then the high Wednesday, 27. Yeah, we'll just have to I mean, see. It'll be cold, but again, we always say, you know what? It's winter, it's supposed to be cold. It's February, it's going to do Nothing that. really to hype up, I mean, no. it's cold. It's normal. No, and, and we'll see. We'll keep. Yeah, we'll keep checking the models. I think that's the best thing to do is keep checking the models. I'm I'm just wondering if a big chunk of this is going to keep sliding more to the east, like this has now. I I don't know. Mm, we'll see. It was nothing to write home about from the get go, and it's really you know, not it's not nothing out there to get me off tingly and excited for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and the the pat, we are going to have little shots. I mean, Saturday, like I said, thirty percent chance of showers. Saturday night, thirty percent chance of showers, and then Monday, a chance of showers. So that's like thirty percent. So it's just really not going to do anything. So I can handle the cold as long as it doesn't do ice. So we're just going to keep watching that. So, so Shara, you go back to work tomorrow. So you'll be tomorrow yep. evening. Tomorrow night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, I'll be at work. Okay. Well, I think I think you're going to be fine. And I'll be home practicing safe Super Bowl, Super Bowl well, watching. I'll be I'll be adhering to the CDC guidelines and not going I mean, to a We have yeah. enough kids that <laughs> we have we our own little mini party right here in the house. Right. We can I'll I'll, I'll throw some <laughs> chips and I'll cheese dip in the crock pot and we'll I'll have be here our for pregame. Little party. Like I'll be able to eat some fun Super Bowl food. You have to leave pre-game. right about the time the game starts. Right when the game starts, I have to leave. Okay, so I should go to Walmart when about seven, five thirty. Five thirty, you should oh, be safe. Oh, even five thirty, I can do that. So Half time would be about seven. Okay, so mom, 30. mom, yeah, I know you're listening to this. Add your stuff that your Walmart list to the list. I will go Sunday night when there's only two people at Walmart, and I will get that. So, <laughs> okay, well, we hope you all have a wonderful and safe. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday and uh, just protect yourself from the cold. You guys got anything else? Nope. We're done. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.
I don't think he did. Nope. <laughs>